This is the Book of Mormon for you. A daily dose of scripture and thoughts by us kids to help us develop a love for the Book of Mormon to last a lifetime. Hey, 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 hey! Hey, everybody, it's Shelby, and I am talking to someone again, like I do all the time. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Calvin. I am 10 years old, and I recently finished the Book of Mormon for the first time. <gasps> 10 years old, and you read the whole Book of Mormon? Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's so cool. Do you think you understood it? Yeah, I think I understood most of it. That is awesome. I think a lot of kids think it's too hard, and so they don't do it. What would you say to them? I'd say ask a lot of questions, keep on reading, and it'll end up fine. That's so cool. So have you had a good summer? Uh, I guess so. Have you gone on any hikes with your dad? Oh, yeah, a lot. Like, I went on one last night. It's called South Tent Peak. Is it a good one? Yeah, it was, like, a couple hours away from our house. We did a hike and watched the sunset. It was really cool. That's awesome. Just you and your dad? Yep. I've seen some pictures from your dad's hikes, and they look like they're awesome. What's your favorite one you've ever done? Um, I don't know. That's a really tough question, because I've done so many, and they're all so fun. So tell me about your experience reading the Book of Mormon. How long do you think it took you? Oh, it probably took me two years because most of the time when I started, I just read one or two verses a night. But then as I got older, I progressed in reading more. So, Wow, two years is still pretty good. What would you say your favorite story in it is? Um, I'd probably say... I mean, that's a really tough question, but if I had to go with one, I'd say Jesus coming to the Nephites. And why is that your favorite? Because he's so peaceful with them, like, and helps them a lot, even though they've had some trials. Yeah. Yeah, they just went through a totally scary time, and then they get to see him. I love that. So when Christ was in Jerusalem before that, how did they treat him? Not his followers. His followers were great. But the other people, yeah. how did they treat him? They killed him. Hung him on a cross. Yeah. They killed did him. they spit on him? Did they yell at him? Oh, did yeah. They make fun oh, of him? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then he comes to the Americas. And how do the people here treat him? They treated him absolutely great. They like followed him. They loved him. Yeah. And they all fell down and worshiped him and cried tears of joy. And I just think maybe that was a little price for him for suffering all the things he did in Jerusalem. What do you think? Yeah, I think so too. I think it was fair that way, I guess. I think it's probably very healing after having all that hurt to go someplace where everybody loves you so much. Yeah. Who was there to see Jesus? All the Nephites, or and, at least most of them. Um, before Jesus came, a lot of stuff happened, and a lot of wicked people died. I think a couple cities were flooded, or at least a lot of them fell to the ground. A lot of them burned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of hard. And so only the righteous people were left, and so only the people who loved Jesus were there. And I think that that meant it was a really cool meeting because there were only good feelings when he came. Yeah, that's probably, I didn't think of that. 
say you're doing come follow me with your family and one of your siblings is like super grumpy and doesn't want to be there. Does that change how it feels when you're learning? Yeah, but hey, I have to live with it. (laughs) Yep, but for them, there wasn't anybody there to be grumpy or to sit there with their arms crossed and I'm not going to learn anything. Everybody wanted to learn and everybody loved Jesus. I think it was probably an amazing place to be. Yeah, definitely. So what did he do when he came down and visited the Nephites? Um, he taught them. He did miracles. He showed them that he was a Christ. He chose 12 apostles who could mm-hmm. heal. Um, Really neat story. And how did he show them that he was the Christ? He showed them the holes in his hands and on his side and in his feet and said, these are nail holes. Yeah. Uh, I was hanged to a cross and I died and I'm here. Yeah. I'm back. And did he just stand up in front of everyone and show them? Or uh, did he let them find out for themselves? let them find out for themselves. They felt his hands, they prayed, they did a lot of things. And there was like 3,000 people there. Imagine if they had a global pandemic, global (laughs) pandemic. (laughs) Yeah, and they had to stay home and they didn't get to go. (laughs) Or they didn't realize it and they just touched and then they all died of disease. Somebody infected was the first one in line, and then everybody behind got sick too. Guess so. You never know. (laughs) How about next time? That's how he wipes out the wicked. Instead of like all the volcanoes and cities sinking into the ocean, he'll just let them all shake hands with somebody and get a disease. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. And what did he do with the kids? Do you remember? He said, kids are the models. Like, you have to be like a kid, Mm -hmm. child. Right. And does that mean you need to play all day on your Nintendo Switch? No, it means listen to Jesus, forgive. I think that was one of the main things. And be kind. Yeah, kids forgive. Kids are kind. Also, kids believe. It's really easy for a kid. You tell them that something's going to happen or that that God is there and he is listening and he'll answer your prayers and they say, okay. But when you become an adult, sometimes you start to wonder and you start to question and you're not as good at believing as when you're a kid. Yeah. It's too Mm -hmm. bad we have to become adults. (laughs) So you got to the end and you read about Moroni's promise and did you try it? Yeah, I did. I already, like, strongly believed in the Book of Mormon, but then I prayed about it, and all of a sudden, like, I knew, 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 knew it was true. (laughs) That is so awesome. And so what does that mean? How does that affect your life? It affects my life because, like, otherwise I'd be like, church is boring. But now I know it actually has a meaning and that the Book of Mormon is true. And so if the Book of Mormon is true, then that means Jesus Christ is real and Heavenly Father is real. Mm -hmm. And so it means that you've got to try really hard to be a good person, right? Absolutely. So why are you named Calvin? Uh, I don't know. I guess my parents just thought it was a good name. There is a president, Calvin Coolidge. 
he was the coolest dude. And one of the things that he said is, it is only when men begin to worship that they begin to grow. Do you think that you have grown since you started reading the Book of Mormon? Oh yeah, absolutely. I feel like I could be more faithful. Like I could preach the gospel to all those who don't believe it. I can do a lot of things because I have grown in the Book of Mormon. That's so cool. You are so cool. So you read it and you finished so you can just like check that box and put it away and, yeah. and move on. You don't have to do it anymore. No, I disagree because I have to keep on doing it and refresh my memory of its teachings and just become more faithful throughout the years while reading it. Yes, you are correct. We need to read it every day. It is not a box that we check. It is a gift that we have because Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ answer our prayers and our questions and our concerns through the Book of Mormon. And so if we stop reading it, how can they talk to us? Um, they can't, really. Right. So we have to read every day, right? Mm-hmm. So that that portal is open between you and God. Yeah. I think we're so lucky to have it. And I feel so sad when some people don't read it because they're not getting those communications. Mm -hmm. What kind of things do you think Heavenly Father could help you with if you were reading the Book of Mormon? I feel like he could help me have more faith, help me be stronger in the gospel. He could help me be more like the prophets of old. Yes. Besides Jesus Christ, who is your favorite character in the Book of Mormon? Um, that is a really, really tough question. Like, yeah. I couldn't answer that. There's lots of awesome ones. Mm-hmm. Probably Shiz. Who? <laughs> you remember at the end um, oh. of Ether? Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and Shiz and Coriantumr <laughs> are fighting and Coriantumr cuts off Shiz's head. <laughs> I don't remember that. I thought you meant just all the prophets, like, descendants. Oh, that, yeah. And Shiz was a son of, like, Luke or something. Right, there's a That's million. That's what I thought you meant. And Blah Blah was a descendant of Blah Blah, and Blah Blah was a descendant of Blah Blah, and Blah Blah was in was captivity of all of his days, but he had a son in captivity, and then he had a son in captivity. Why, if it's so hard to write on the scriptures, did they include that? Because genealogy is important. It's so you know who they came from. Man, I cannot trick you. You are so smart. That is exactly right. I think they did it just to show how important it is to have records of our ancestors and how important genealogy is. You're so smart. <sighs> You're welcome. So have you already started over? I started the New Testament just barely. Oh, that's super good too. I but love the New Testament. After the New Testament, I'm going to read the Book of Mormon again. You know what I think you should do? And this is just a suggestion, but maybe read like a verse out of the Book of Mormon every day also, just so that you don't lose touch with it. Okay, I'll do both. It is so important to read all of the scriptures, but I think that we've got to at least have our little nose in the Book of Mormon a little bit every day. I just really feel like it was made for our time, it was made for us, and we can't put it on a shelf because we need that communication. Yeah. 
Okay, I'll try that. <laughs> okay, well, good. You're easy to boss around. Hmm, what else do I want you to do? Uh, go get me a popsicle. I don't live around you. I'm sorry, Shelby. <sighs> Dang it. Well, then, fiddle for me. What? <laughs> Did you say fiddle? <laughs> yes, fiddle I, for I, me. The only instrument I can play is the piano, and that's the way upstairs. So. Fine, fine. But you would if you could, because you're so nice. Well, I am so proud of you. You are an inspiration to all of the kids out there. They need to know that they can read the Book of Mormon. And do you have any advice or tips for them? Keep on reading. Ask a lot of questions. Just have faith oh, and pray every day and ask if it's true. Just keep on reading. Even if it's hard? Even if it's hard. Even if they get stuck in the Isaiah parts and they don't understand? Actually, I kept on reading that, and then I asked my parents questions after questions all day when I got in Isaiah. All of the parents listening are so jealous of your parents right now. What would <laughs> it be like to have one of my kids follow me around asking me questions about the Book of Mormon? That would be like a dream come true. Uh, that was when I was eight, so <laughs> I asked a lot of questions. And I follow people around a lot, so. That's amazing. You are the best. Thank you so much for talking to me and telling me your story. That's so awesome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, fun. All right, talk to you later. Bye, Shelb. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Calv. First and second books of Nephi, Jacobinus, Jeremiah, nine words of Mormon, and Mosiah singing. This is so fun. Alma, Helaman, third, fourth Nephi, Mormon, Ether, and Moroni learn the teachings of the prophets in the Book of Mormon. Hey, 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 hey!